Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balanced Bod Pod. Today we are talking about the fastest way to get to your goal. And I love talking about this because although there is no straight line necessarily to get to where you want to be, there's definitely a way that's going to be faster than other ways. And of course, really just the most direct way. Like, let's not waste any time. Am I right? So today I want to talk again about the fastest way to your goal. And this starts with goal setting. So this is really going to piggyback off of the episode that we have on goal setting. I'll link that in the show notes. So if you haven't heard that yet, go to that session, listen to that episode and work through that first and then come back here. Uh, Well, let's really tell you what to do with all that information. So Without further ado, let's talk about the fastest way to your goal, and it starts with a little visualization. So think about where you want to be. You get to decide how far out you want to go, whether you want to look at three months out, six months out, a year out, five years. It's kind of ambitious. It's going to be a lot of goal setting. Let's maybe stick stick to six months or a year or even just three months if you want to look a little bit more short term, but think about where you want to be. I'm going to give you a minute to do this. Picture yourself in that amount of time what are your habits like how do you think how do you act how do you feel what are your habits what are some things that your future you does or doesn't do Now, what do you need to do to get from where you are to where you want to be? I really, truly believe in the power of visualization and even just having an intention, having some direction for your life to decide where I'm going to go. Here is exactly what I want to bring into my life. Here's what I want to attract. Here is where I want to be in a year. These are the things that I want. These are the things that I desire and I feel that I'm capable of them. I feel that they are something that I can have and I'm going to work steadily towards them. So think about where you are and how you get from where you are to where you want to be. Essentially, that's what this whole episode is about, is it's getting there in the fastest, most efficient way possible. And by fast, I don't mean quick fix fast. I mean, like, how fast can we get there where it's going to stick? Let's not waste any time. Let's be efficient. But also, let's do this once because doing something fast just to do it and get it done isn't the most efficient, especially if you have to go back and, and redo it over and over and over again. So with this method, things will stick. And when you follow this protocol or the, these steps that I have laid out in front of us for this episode, you will see some incredible and mostly linear changes, which is so, so, so cool. The more you can plan ahead of time for what you need to do, the more guesswork you take out of it and you turn it from being a wish, like you really wish I was at wherever you're, you visualized yourself three, six, 12 months from now, I really wish I could be there. Oh, that'd be so nice. Wouldn't it be great if I could be here? You take that out of the realm of like, oh, that'd be so nice into the, here is my plan. And if I just follow what I have laid out for myself, I will get there. I will get 
to that place in that amount of time. And it starts with what we are doing right now. So think again about where you currently are. What do you need to add to or change in your life to get where you need to go? I'll give you a second to really think about it. What are some things you need to make changes to in order to reach your end goal? I'm going to give us a detailed, like a very detailed example um, for a six month plan here, but things could be, you know, you could be listing things like exercising more. I want to eat out less. I want to have more veggies. I want to get better sleep or more sleep. They can be pretty vague things. It can be more or less categories. We're going to chunk them down even further as of course we always do, because the more specific, the more directive you are and directed in your thoughts and in your actions, you're the faster you're going to get there. So thinking about what you need to make changes to or what areas you want to see improved, changed, or even added into your life. Maybe it's something you're not doing already. So think about it. If you are not just listening in the car, if you have the ability to make a list and look at it, what are things you need to add to or change in your life in order for you to reach your end goal? Now, here's the thing. You want to pick one thing to focus on for at least a full month. I'm going to explain why. I know that sounds like a long time, but bear with me here. You want to pick one thing to focus on for at least a full month. What this means is if your plan is a three-month plan or a six-month plan, you're going to have no more than three or six things respectively. That is going to be your cap. You want to cap it at one thing per month. If for some reason you're accelerating at a pace faster, that's amazing. Great job. For the most part, we really want to stick to this one-month timeline Uh, And again, I promise I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But for right now, thinking about, I'm going to give you an example for a six-month plan. So if you're doing a six-month plan, I'm just going to use that as kind of the example for as we're speaking about this as well. I'm going to pick six categories. I'm going to pick six specific things that I think are going to have the largest impact. Not just the first six things I think of, the six things I think are going to have the greatest impact on my journey and to get me from where I am to where I need to be. Here's the thing. If you don't know how to get from where you are to where you want to be, I am a coach. That is literally what I do for a living. I'm here to help you figure that out. And if I haven't said it again already, and if I haven't been clear at this, I offer a free initial session. I'm going to learn a lot about you. You're going to learn a lot about me. We're going to talk about where you're at, what you want to do, regardless of if you decide to work with me or if we are a great fit to work together you are still going to come away with some recommendations. I am not here to hoard knowledge. I'm just here to help. And if I can do that, if you give me some of your time and you know what, you decide, hey, this isn't, you know, I'm not able to do this or this really isn't a great fit. I will still give you the recommendations, the encouragement, the next steps for you to take because that is the least I can do. I am so, my heart is so much for helping you that all I want to do is help give you the next step by somebody who is, which is so weird to say, but I'm an expert in the field. I'm, I am here doing this for a living day in and day out. And I have a lot of knowledge and it doesn't always feel like that because I feel like the more advanced you get at something, the, the less knowledge you actually feel like you have, but I have a lot of knowledge and I forget that sometimes. So I just want to share that with you. If you don't know where to go next, get in contact with me, send me a DM on Instagram, email me. All of my information is in the show notes for this session. And I am so, so happy to help. So please don't ever feel like you can't reach out to me or that I will shun you. I just love talking to you guys. (laughs) And I also love that I get to do this for a living. So I can offer things like this to just, I gosh, I just want to talk to you. You're so much fun. Okay, 
So if you don't, again, if you don't know where you're going to start, ask me, ask for help. That's literally what I'm here for. That is what I'm offering. That is why I coach is to help take the confusion out of this. You don't have to guess. And the less guessing you can do, the faster you're going to get to where you need to be. Please consider that just because you have experience with weight loss or getting to goals in the past, it doesn't always mean that, that you have the most efficient way to get there. It doesn't mean you are doing anything wrong, but there might be a more efficient, a faster, a more direct way to get where you're going and somebody who can actually say, hey, that doesn't actually matter. So so you can skip setting your, you know, setting your, and you know, I'm going to stop eating after 4 p.m. You can you can skip setting that goal because that's not going to get you any farther to where, closer to where you need to be. That is not relevant. And then I can say, what if you tried this? And you're like, oh yeah, great idea. That's on my list too. That's important. And now I don't have to waste my time and restrict myself in ways that really are not helping me get to my end goal. So back to what we're talking about here, pick one thing to focus on for a full month or longer. And then for each month, think of actually for the whole six months, think about the six months as a whole. What do you have going on? What are your busier months? Right now we are jumping into, uh, we're almost into May. So we're at the end of April here. What are you doing from now until September, October, November? What are your months look like? Therefore, for me, July is a busy month for me. It's my birthday. It's 4th of July. We've got lots of stuff going on. May is also a busy month. I know I'm going to decide where what goal I choose based on how much I have going on in that month. It's a little bit of balance. You have to give and take in those months. So by looking at a top-down view of your week and really just kind of a bird's eye view of your months, rather, you, can, you are able to be strategic with when you are doing certain things in order to be most successful with them. So thinking about the six-month span as a whole, when are your busy months? When are your free months? And then thinking about the month as a whole. So let's take May. Thinking about May as a whole. Is that a month when the kids get out of school and your routine is always crazy? Is it a lighter month? Do you travel more often? Plan and adjust accordingly. And now we're going to chunk down that monthly goal into four smaller weekly chunks you can tackle. So let me give you an example because I know this has been a lot so far. So it could, 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 it could look like this. I've got six months to get to my goal. Like I mentioned, I'm using the six month time span here. And my six things, I want to exercise more. I want to sleep more. I want to eat more veggies. I want to eat out less. I want to drink more water. And I want to find some better ways to manage my stress. It's a long list, right? When we chunk it down, it's not so overwhelming. And please know that you are more than welcome and encouraged for things that are a little bit bigger or um, goals where you have a you, you need to make a lot of progress in that area. Let's say you're sleeping four hours a night and you want to get to eight. That might take you two months. That's okay. Give it. Give yourself the time that you need because the intention is to do this only one time. Don't rush through this. As tempting as it is, your future self. Let's let's visualize our future self for just a second. Think about yourself when you are at your goal, when you are sleeping better, when you are eating more veggies and and managing your stress better. You will be so happy that you put the time in now. I know it is so tempting to go really fast and to put everything off until the, so your future self can deal with it, but be kind to your future self right now and know that although it's so hard to wait and it's it sucks. It's not very much fun. And just to be really, really blunt with you, it, it sucks. Waiting sucks. Waiting is hard. Being patient is not a strong suit of mine. I know it's not a strong suit of many of my clients. And so I know it's hard, but think about your future self. 
Think about where you would be if you put in, let's think about the alternative. Think about where you'd be in a year or six months if you put in all this work, but you didn't do it in a way that was sustainable. All you were worried about was how fast you can get there and checking these things off the list. And then you have to start all over and do it all again. No way. No, thank you. Not for me. I'm going to do it right the first time. Even if it takes a little bit longer, it is so beyond worth it. So let's think, let's look at these months. So, so I've got the six different things. I'm going to eat exercise, sleep, eat more veggies, eat out less, drinking more water. And then of course, managing my stress a little bit better. So I look at all six of my months and I say June and August are my busiest months, which are the opposite of what I just said, but row with me here. June and August are my busiest months. So I know that those are going to be lighter months for me. I'm going to plan accordingly and maybe do a water goal, which I know is not location dependent. I need to just drink water all the time. That's a great thing to be doing for when I'm, when I'm gone, when I'm traveling, especially because that for me specifically in real life is something that I tend to to throw on the wayside when I go to travel. So that's a non-negotiable for me is making sure I get in my water and at the very least actually bringing my water with me. So month one, let's say your goal is to exercise more. So of course we know that exercising more is not a smart goal. We have to take it and turn it into a smart goal. So then we ask how much more you take it from the vague, you turn it into very specific. By the end of the month, I will be exercising four days consistently. Great. So how do we get from exercising one time, which I'm currently doing, to exercising four times by the end of the month? We're taking it on a week by week basis. So we are week one, we're just going to exercise twice. We've already been doing one time consistently. So Tuesdays, we already know for sure is happening. So week one, let's exercise Tuesdays and we'll add Thursdays in because Tuesdays is our baseline. So all we got to do is add in Thursdays. We're going to stick with that for the full week. If we feel ready to move on, the next week, we're going to add in a Saturday workout. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, that's exercising three times in the week. We're on week two so far. Week three, you're going to go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday yoga. Beautiful. You got four days of exercise and you're only on week three. Week four, you're, you stick with that. You cement that in for week four. And over the course of one month's time, You have now gone from exercising one time a week to four times a week. You have done it in a way that has slowly ramped up to accommodate your schedule and to not be a drag on your time. You don't feel like you're giving up all of your family time for it because you've planned it into your schedule. You've, you've put it on the calendar and now that is your new baseline. Exercising several times a week is your new baseline. So by, by the time you get to weeks three and four, we were exercising four times. That is so normal to you. So then you continue month one, your, your new baseline consistently is exercising four times a week. There's going to be some times, are there going to be some times in the next six months where you exercise once or twice or even not at all? Yeah. But now your baseline, you are somebody who exercises four times a week pretty consistently. That is your new thing. That's your new baseline. This is a habit. Love it. Stick with it. This is your thing. So then for month two, we are going to layer on top of this. Month two was your goal was to eat out less. And again, because that's not a smart goal, let's take it one step further. You think, how often am I going to eat out? Well, currently I'm eating out three times a week and I really, for budget and just health reasons, I really just want to be eating out once per week. So you're going out three times a week. That's your baseline. Week one of this month, so of month two, so you're in June now bear with me. You're in June now. Week one of June, you're going to eat out twice a week instead of three times a week. 
You're going to plan ahead. And when we're looking at doing things less, we really want to focus on what we're going to do more of. So essentially, this also could look like eat, eat at home more often. That would be the positive way to frame this. So you're not feeling like you're deprived and you can't, you can't eat out. It's a limit on your eating out. It's how many times you're going to eat at home, essentially. So that could be the, the other way to flip this. And then you've got a plan ahead of time for how, you know, you got a plan to put that day back into your meal prep. So if you're usually eating out on, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, maybe your Sunday you take away and that is now a meal that you make sure that you prep in advance or even just plan in advance so you know what you're going to have so that you're not getting to Sunday going, crap, what am I going to eat? I didn't have a plan for this and I, I'm exhausted. I don't want to cook. Let's go out because that is where we tend to, when we leave things to the last minute, we don't make the decisions ahead of time. That is when we tend to be prone to those less than ideal decisions that are, I always like to call it our adult brain. Like our adult brain is the one that thinks ahead. Our four-year-old brain is the one that's in the moment going like candy, eating out, drinking, yay, (laughs) no sleep. Like that is our four-year-old brain who is making the choices in the moment always, I feel like for all of us. So the less we can leave to our four-year-old brain and the more we can leave to our adult brain, the better we're going to be. So again, week one of this month looks like eating out twice or cooking at home five times. Week two, same thing, eating out twice or cooking at home five times. Week three is eating out one time per week. So cooking at home six days a week. And then week four is another one of the same. So eating out six, one time a week and then eating at home six days a week. You really didn't make that much change each week. You give yourself two weeks to, to acclimate to that new level of eating out and then knocked it down a little bit. And then before you know it, you're already at eating out once a week and it only took you four weeks. So now what you're doing at the end of June is you're exercising four times a week and you're eating out once a week. Guaranteed you've already lost weight, period. Without a doubt, you've already lost weight at this point. So then let's look at month three. So let's say July. I'm traveling a lot this month, but I really still want to drink more water. Like I mentioned, I'm going to shoot. Maybe you say your goal is I'm going to shoot for 64 ounces by the end of the month. I'm currently not drinking really any water. Maybe I may may be having one 16 ounce bottle of water. So week one, you bump it up to 24 ounces of water for the whole week, every day, 24 ounces of water. You make sure you have it on you. You maybe set some reminders on your phone, whatever you have to do to stay accountable to this goal. Week two, you bump it up to 36. Week three is 48. Week four is 64. This is a bigger goal because you've upped it by 12 ounces each day. This is one that you maybe want to take and, and use for two months at a time. You want to do this uh, 24 ounces, 24 ounces, then 36 for two weeks and 48 for two weeks and 64 for two weeks. By the end of month three, you are exercising consistently four times. You are eating out once a week and you are drinking 64 ounces of water each day, if not more. You're amazing. Month four. So month four, August, I'm home a lot this month. So I'm going to work on my sleep. I'm not traveling a lot. I really want to focus on my sleep this month. So right now I'm getting six hours and I want to shoot for eight consistently. So instead of doing anything less, we're going to push our sleep, our bedtime back earlier. We're going to do more sleep. So week one, so instead of doing, you know, the other way you could phrase it is I'm going to procrastinate less at the end of the night or whatever the case is. So instead of taking away TV or taking away procrastination, we're just going to push our bedtime a little bit earlier. So each week we're going to push our bedtime 30 minutes earlier for the week. So week one, you're getting six and a half hours of sleep because you're going to bed 30 minutes earlier. If you're going to bed at midnight, week one, you're going to start to go to bed at 1130. 
Not a huge change. You're going to do that for seven days in a row. Feel free to do it for, for two weeks in a row if you'd like to. Week two, you're pushing it 30 minutes earlier. So now you're going to bed at 11, which is giving you seven hours of sleep. You're starting to feel amazing. Week three, another 30 minutes earlier. Now you're at seven and a half hours of sleep. And then the final week, week four, 30 minutes earlier, you're, you're in bed by 10. You've got eight hours of sleep under your belt. You're getting up at six and you are killing the day. By the end of month four, you are exercising consistently four times a week. You are eating out once a week. You're drinking 64 ounces of water a day and you're getting eight hours of sleep. Honestly, can we just talk about how this is going to radically change your life? If you are doing these four things in just four months, you are going to feel like a completely new human. And we haven't even been done, like we haven't even looked at nutrition. We're not like, oh, I'm going to focus on getting this much protein and this much, this many greens and all this stuff, which we'll do in month six here in a minute. But it's not always about what am I eating and what am I doing for exercise? Sometimes it's just about being consistent with, well, not sometimes, always. It's more about being consistent with what you're doing than to do the right, quote unquote, right things. Um, so intermittently that it doesn't you never gain momentum you never get any steam because it just is not it's not building on anything you're setting all these goals and they're not leading you anywhere so at the end of month month four again we're getting eight hours of sleep month five is september i think roll with it month five we're looking at better managing stress but we really aren't sure on how to tackle this. So maybe week one, you brainstorm some stress strategies that are going to work for you. You do some research, you look at different resources um, on ways to manage stress, you just find some things that actually work for you. Maybe you try meditation or you just brainstorm, you're not even doing anything yet. But you're brainstorming some ideas that are that you think might work for you. Week two, you're going to try to practice these stress strategies when you get stressed and eliminate the ones that don't work for you. You're going to do the same things for week three and four. So for three weeks in a row, you are trying to practice these different stress strategies and then getting one of the, getting rid of the ones that really don't work for you because who cares if they don't, if they're even the top rated thing, if it doesn't work for you, then toss it out the window. Let's not even waste your time. By the end of this month, you went in feeling really vague and really not sure about how to manage your stress or what helps you better manage your stress. And by the end, you have done the process of elimination a minimum of three times, if not significantly more by looking at all the different stress strategies and eliminating the ones that don't work for you. So month one, I'm going to go through this every time. <laughs> month one, you're exercising or at this point in in by September, right? You are exercising consistently four days a week. You're eating out once a week. You are drinking 64 ounces of water, you're getting eight hours of sleep, and you're managing your stress. At the very least, you know how to manage your stress, even if this one is a work in progress and you have to consistently work at it day in and day out. As a side note here, just with stress, typically our responses to stress are habits. So again, I will also link the sh- the episode that we talk about habits so you can effectively look at that as well, because those are kind of a whole beast in and of themselves, which is totally fine. You're going to definitely be able to change those habits, but it just takes approaching it a little bit differently. And so that is one of the things that you might want to look at as you're doing some research, as you're brainstorming some stress strategies that you think are going to work for you. Take a look at what you think. Take a look at what I have already recorded on the podcast. And month six, September, October. 
one of those months. Month six, we're going to eat more veggies. That is your goal. You're like, all right, I'm totally ready. I've done so much. Now I can focus on the little things, which eating veggies isn't really a little thing, but it, in comparison to managing your stress and sleeping eight hours, it definitely feels like a little thing. Um, but eating more veggies. So we know we have to get way more serious in that or way more specific than that. So let's talk about how many more servings per day. I always like to use veggies in terms of servings um, per day. It just tends to be easier. So let's say you'd like to be at five servings a day, but currently you're at one serving a day. You are just having one serving a day at dinner. You're always adding a steamed veggie to your dinner. So week one, you're going to go two servings a day at dinner. You're going to add in your typical one. And then on top of that, adding in a second one that allows you to get two servings in at dinner. Maybe that's a side salad, something super simple, some easy to prepare stuff that you don't have to think too much about, but whatever it is, you're getting two servings a day and those are coming at dinner. Week two, you're going to do three servings a day. You're going to do two at dinner and you're going to introduce one serving of veggies at lunch. On week three, you're going to do four servings a day, two servings at dinner. You're keeping that one at lunch. You're keeping that as well. And one is a snack. Maybe you add some carrots and hummus. Beautiful. Week four is the final week here. And you are going to be doing five servings a day. So your typical two at dinner, your typical one at lunch, your typical one as a snack and one at breakfast. Maybe you add a handful of spinach in your eggs or some avocado or just some bell peppers to your omelet. Whatever you're doing, you are adding one, one at breakfast as well. And now you are consistently eating five servings of veggies a day. So let's look at what we've accomplished in the last six months. You are exercising consistently four times a week. You are eating out once a week. You are uh, you're drinking 64 ounces of water. You are getting eight hours of sleep consistently. You are figuring out what helps you to manage your stress and working on that and or looking at your habits um, because we know that the way that we respond to stress does tend to be a habit. And you are eating five servings of vegetables a day. On the side note, some of the, the natural consequences of this are weight loss, better sleep, better mood, improved focus, cognition, literally everything in your life can completely change in just six months when you have a directed plan. Now let's look at the alternative because this is what I see over and over again. And this is the reason that I created this episode to begin with is that I hear goals for the sake of goals, which smart goals are amazing. We know that. We know that specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely goals, those matter. And that is the only way to be setting goals, if you ask me. But just because they're smart goals doesn't also mean that they're relevant goals. And I want to just use, I want to hone on the, on the R of smart goals here for just a second, because relevant is not just that it leads you to weight loss. If your ultimate goal is weight loss, just because the goal leads you to weight loss doesn't actually make it a relevant goal. I view relevant as, is it getting me closer to my long-term goal? Is it part of my plan? Or is it a random idea that I had that I thought I should work on this? And then I put it in there and tried it for one week. So the alternative is that I see clients set these goals and they're really well-intentioned. It's I'm setting a goal. Here's what I want to focus on this week, but we're losing the forest for the trees. We're looking not at the bigger picture, but what we want to focus on for week to week. And we have to be looking really at both to be most successful. It's kind of a constant check on recalibrating where am I at and where is my goal, focusing on the end goal, where you want to be, and then reverse engineering Am I actually on, does this actually get me closer to where I need to be or does it sound good on paper? Let me give you an example here. So I will hear, and I actually heard this the other week, I had somebody, 
who set a goal for, you know, over the course of four weeks. One week was to drink more water. One week was to exercise more. One week was to get better sleep. And the other week was to, I think it was eat more veggies, which those are all amazing things. And those are all things that we had pretty much all things we had included in our six month plan. But the problem is not with where you're focusing your time, because all those four things, those matter, those are helpful. And we know that they're helpful. However, just because we set the goal and it gets us closer and healthier doesn't mean that it actually leads to where we need to be at the end of the day. So we're making an inch of progress in a lot of areas and not really making a lot of progress in any specific area. So it's just consistently spinning your wheels. I'm setting goals. Why am I not getting to where I need to be? I'm 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 putting in the work. It's that the plan is off just a little bit. It is not in your best interest. So it's your turn to chunk it down. Take a sheet of paper. This is one that you can't just do in the car. So I want I want you to set yourself, tell Siri to set you a reminder for five o'clock whenever you're off work, when you get to your destination, write it down. Just give yourself a reminder so that you do this because this is the most important thing you can do with your goal setting is not only to have smart goals, but to have a long-term plan. And if you want to see this as an example, there is uh, the blog post up for this week as well. Um, and so that is going to give you the visual guide of exactly what we've been talking about here. So if you need to see it laid out, you absolutely can. But that, my friends, is what your next step is. That is my assignment for you for this week. My challenge to you for this week is to get your own roadmap. I always like to say, if you are going on a road trip, you don't know where you're going. You've never been there. You know your destination. You know you're going to X city, but you don't, you've never been there. You're going to use turn by turn directions. You're going to get the navigation on your phone. You're going to say, tell me when to turn, tell me what to do. I don't want to have to figure it out. And I'm sure as heck not going to wing it. Why are you winging your weight loss? Don't do that. It doesn't have to be that way. You can create a plan. And again, if you need help creating your plan, ask me for help. The answer is going to be yes. Do not overlook that. If you need help, the answer is yes. Please get in contact with me. Let's schedule a session. Let's get in touch. I want to know your story. I want to know what you're struggling with so that I can help, so that I can share with you what I know about that. And I can give you some ideas on how to overcome that and finally stop struggling with that same specific thing over and over again. Remember that the most efficient way to get anywhere is to have a plan of action and execute it as closely to the plan as possible. Be flexible. Give yourself some room to breathe, right? If you needed to, to take any one of these goals that we talked about earlier and turn it into a two-month goal, be patient with yourself. Again, we're looking at the long term and our future selves and thanking our future, knowing that our future selves are going to thank us for where we are now and what we're, the work we're putting in now. We're helping ourselves grow in the future. We are planting the seeds today and we are going to till them and cultivate them so that when we are ready in six months, nine months, a year from now, we are where we need to be and our future self thanks us. So with that, that is all I have. Thank you so much for your time today. Have a beautiful rest of your day and happy goal setting. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. Rate and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Remember that new episodes and the blog posts that go with them drop every Monday to start your week off right. You can find me on Instagram at The Balanced Body and my blog is balancedbodyblog.co. Want to work with me? 
head to balancebodyblog.co and click the work with me tab to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or ideas on who I should interview on the show, send them to me via email or Instagram, and I'm happy, more than happy to add them to my list. Thank you again and have a beautiful week.